Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Liz Truss, 47 years old, uh, a short two-month leadership race, which she won. She's the fourth British PM in just six years. So we'll get some background on her and we'll also find out, you know, I mean, just what's going on and how the Queen fits into all of this as we have a chat now with Nicholas Allen, a reader in politics at Royal Holloway University of London. Nicholas, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Good morning, or good after- well, good afternoon from here. Good morning to you. <laughs> exactly. Um, just a, an incredibly busy time where you are too. Um, just, uh, just the latest news that we're hearing today with uh, the Queen appearing to have taken a turn for the worse and a lot of uncertainty there and a new Prime Minister. I mean, just uh, quite a time in politics in Britain right now. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that this isn't possibly, probably, maybe going to turn into the week that Liz Truss perhaps expected. Uh, the former Prime Minister, Harold Macmillan, famously said when asked what worried him most, events, dear boy, events. And I think the events that are unfolding at the moment are sort of very much in keeping with that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, she has been appointed by the Queen. That happened on Tuesday. Um, but she had to travel to Scotland. So already she got off to an unusual start. Yeah, most uh, um, invitations to kiss hands and uh, former government are usually done closer to London. Partly, of course, because most general elections happen at a time when the Queen isn't up in Scotland. It's not entirely unprecedented for a Prime Minister, for a British Prime Minister, to have to travel outside of London to, to do that. I think Lord Salisbury, back in the 19th century, went uh, to Balmoral. And in the beginning of the 20th century, Asquith uh, even went down to the south of France to kiss hands with Edward hmm. VII. So a bit unusual, but not, not entirely unprecedented. Um Liz Truss, what, uh, what can you tell us about her? 47, so she's relatively young for politics to be a Prime Minister of the UK, but she's certainly not a newcomer to British politics, is she? Uh, she's, she's sort of been on the scene for 12 years. She first entered the British House of Commons in 2010. She's been a Cabinet Minister since 2014, so she's been around a little bit. She isn't as perhaps a season, though, as, say, Theresa May was when she mm-hmm. took office as prime minister or others. And she, in her short time as a cabinet minister, so eight years, she's held um, a number of posts, Lord Chancellor, Foreign Secretary, most recently, International Trade. So she's got a, quite a bit of, of Whitehall experience, yeah. Um, what, what, what won her this contest? What do we know about her platform, her plans? Why do you think she won the leadership? It's probably partly, well, largely a consequence, I think, of her, should we say, optimistic, sunny disposition towards Brexit. She had an opportunity in her most recent ministerial positions, particularly Foreign Secretary, to really sort of bang the pro-Brexit drum. She was a born-again Brexiteer. She initially campaigned mm-hmm. to remain. And she also championed a vision of tax cuts. The Conservative Party in Britain loves tax cuts. It can't seem to get enough of tax cuts, even if the public finances can't afford them. And she was very much in keeping with that. So her optimism, her economic liberalism, her commitment to promises to cut taxes, and also, to some extent, 
her loyalty to Boris Johnson. She didn't resign in protest at Boris Johnson's uh, unethical conduct, whereas Rishi Sunak, her principal rival, did. These all really probably came to her aid um, in the leadership contest. Now, she takes over. You mentioned Boris Johnson. I mean, that's a, a larger-than-life figure, and as you say, he largely authored his own downfall. So um, she's stepping into a, a pretty tumultuous time for that party already. Absolutely. I mean, the, the party is divided yep. to some extent over what to do. It's probably more concerned about two political challenges. One is the, the cost of living crisis, rampant inflation now happening in, in the UK because of energy, um, the increased cost of energy driven in part by uh, the Russian invasion of Ukraine and all the knock-on consequences of that. So the, the state of the economy is not good. Things are looking a bit dicey. People will feel it in their pockets. And at the same time, the sort of counterpoint to that is the opposition Labour Party's lead in the polls. The Conservative Party has been behind Labour um, continuously since the end of 2021, so December 2021, in part because of all the damage that Boris Johnson wreaked on the party. And the party has also lost a large number of by-elections. I don't know if you use the same phrase in yep. um, Canadian yep, elections. Definitely. Yeah. So, so a lot of Conservative MPs are very jumpy, and it's it's really sort of this or that rather that's that's driving I think um, sort of the restlessness on the Conservative Party benches. Basically, Trust needs to step up and demonstrate to the party, provide reassurance that she is competent, a safe pair of hands, and that she can get uh, the government through pre the next six months without any unforced errors and really sort of responding to some of the the, the demands in, amongst the electorate. Now, in terms of her mandate, uh, she takes over as leader, automatically becomes prime minister. Um, so she's just going to continue with Boris Johnson's mandate, or do you anticipate a general election call is going to be coming up sooner rather than later? Uh, I think, I mean, the first answer to that in terms of the mandate, Boris Johnson had a mandate, but the Conservative Party had a mandate. So yes. we don't vote, you know, it's a parliamentary system just like Canada. So she's perfectly safe and secure on the electoral mandate that the government was given in uh, December 2019. That said, of course, she would love to be able to have a mandate of her own. All prime ministers want to win a general election. It enhances their authority, gives them more time in office, um, yada, 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 and so on. Now, can she call an early general election? Well, she's legally, uh, constitutionally entitled to seek a dissolution of parliament from the monarch, whoever that is. But at the moment, the Conservatives are way behind in the polls. And such a move would, of course, be political suicide. The likelihood of a general election will be trumpeted and heralded much in advance by any upturn in the Conservative Party's fortune. So until the Tories have a comfortable uh, poll lead over Labour, I think you might you know, forget all, all sorts right. of an early general election. Makes sense. Uh, Nicholas, thank you so much for joining us today. I, I appreciate it.